This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we begin our new series, Talking Through Relationship Pairings. Now, this is one of the most popular questions that I get when I do Wednesday Q&A. It's often, tell me about a relationship between this type and this type. So we're going through all of them. This is going to take the place of Wednesday Q&A for a while. It doesn't mean that I won't be answering your questions. I'm just going to answer them on different days. So please do keep sending them in to 828-338-9127, and I will answer them in as they come. Now, I am going to be taking Wednesdays because I don't want to take space away from Tuesday and Thursday content while we do a relatively lengthy series. I considered doing one episode for each type and going through the pairings of that type, and I think I've done similar content to that in the past. But I wanted to really go into every single pairing. I don't want this to be my entire podcast for like three months. And so I'm going to do it every single Wednesday until we get through every single pairing. So it's going to be a minute, but bear with me. I'm excited we're all here. I hope you, I hope you stick with it. So we are starting this series off with the type one in a relationship to a type two. The way I'm going to organize these episodes is into three parts. Part one, conflict styles. Part two, be cautious of unknowingly dot, dot, dot. Just kind of be aware of things you may not realize could happen or might be happening. And then point three, influence each other. Things you could learn from one another. So we're going to start with the conflict styles of type one and two. So type one They tend to criticize and struggle to give positive notes. They may have difficulty forgiving and forgetting. They may struggle to be aware um, of demonstrating kind thoughts. They might keep their kind thoughts to themselves and forget to speak them out loud. Now, if you are in conflict with a type 1, it's very helpful to ask them what they think they could be working on. And start from there because oftentimes they are harder on themselves than anyone else could be. That's where that tendency to focus on what could be solved is ultimately coming from, is this intense need internally to constantly be refining themselves and unconsciously that can be put onto a partner. So similarly to how you may feel type twos especially because you thrive on affirmation, may feel like the one's not giving you enough positive feedback, 
The same thing is going to be the case for them with themselves. So if you are going to give them feedback, be conscious of using non-judgmental language. Ask them, what do you think could be worked on here? And then offer your feedback, you know, kindly, openly, giving them the benefit of the doubt that they probably had positive intentions. And that's going to help a ton. Now, if you are a one, try to become more aware of your irritation or your anger. Oftentimes when you are triggered, that is going to look more like feeling irritated or annoyed. So pay attention to what causes that irritation. Consider exploring where you first felt that irritation in your life. Where do you put that irritation? How does it change how you interact with people? And observe those patterns so that you can be responsible for what you do with those patterns, right? You don't want the person in your life to feel like they're just a bother to you, right? You want them to know that they are loved, that you're excited to be come home to them, that there's someone that you enjoy being around because partnership is hard, but it, it should feel like they, someone wants you around. And when someone's constantly irritated with you, it can feel like the opposite. Now for the one, they may not feel that irritation super deeply, super long. It might be about something else really, but it kind of comes out at their partner because that's a safe place. But that's why you need to notice your patterns because you can unconsciously be sending the message that someone is bothering you. And if you're in a relationship to a two, they're going to want to know more than anything more than any of the other types, that you love them, that you want them around, that they make your life better. So keep that in mind. Now, type twos, when you experience conflict, it's often because you feel unappreciated. Maybe you feel rejected or unliked, or maybe you felt left out. So notice how when you are hurt, when you feel rejected, what happens in those moments? What, what comes up for you? How does that lead you to react? Do you move towards someone do you, to please them? Do you feel resentful? Do you, you know, move to aid and kind of get angry, shut them out? Pay attention to your patterns. Do you become more intentional about gaining their approval? Do you try to fix yourself, change yourself, hide yourself to be more of what they might like? Ways to manage this are to be comfortable saying no and trusting that the relationship will still be there. Get comfortable saying, well, the way you're talking to me doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good if you're constantly irritated with me. And trust that they'll love you through that. Pay attention to when you're avoiding conflict and trying to shape shift in order to make the other person happy with you. You deserve to be loved where you are, how you are. The last thing that you want is to feel like you earn love by being someone else or acting like someone else or trying to please someone else. You want to be loved for who you are. So be 100% who you are and be willing to risk them not liking that. But I, my guess is that they will because they picked you, right? You're already here. You're in this dynamic already. But if you're maybe at the beginning stages of a relationship, you don't want to build a long-term relationship with someone who 
can't fully see you. That's not a relationship at all, right? So pay attention to that. Pay attention to the patterns of what makes you feel like you need to like overgive, overplease, kind of shape shift to make them happy. All right. Now that one, two combo, you can kind of already hear how they might interact, right? The Type one might feel irritated that things aren't done the way they like them done. That can come out to the type two, making the type two feel like they're not loved for who they are, making them feel like they didn't do a good enough job. And then the two can kind of go into over-flattering, over-pleasing, shape-shifting, which then the one who highly values integrity and honesty can interpret that behavior as dishonesty and a lack of integrity. And that can create a lack of trust which then can lead to a perpetual cycle of kind of just missing each other there. So let's, that kind of brings us into the things to be cautious of unknowingly participating in. So type ones, make sure that you are giving positive feedback. The two needs to know what you like about them. They need to know that you are thrilled about them, honestly. So make sure that every day you are thinking through practicing gratitude for your partner. Number two, make sure to prioritize the relationship. Type ones can often be work first, play second. So if the relationship is a source of joy, it can feel like the thing that gets deprioritized most because they're focusing so much on the responsibilities that it can be hard to allow yourself a break. But make sure that you're not doing that in your relationship because the, the two that you're in relationship to is just going to feel deprioritized. They're not going to realize they're being di- deprioritized because they're a source of pleasure for you or like a place of, of comfort because you resist comfort, you resist pleasure. And so if your relationship feels really safe, you might actually end up putting it last unconsciously. Number three, slow down to meet your two in that emotional place. Type twos are deeply heart-centered, deeply emotive, and they're going to want to connect with you in an emotional way. You know, twos and fours do this the most in my experience. And my husband is a four and it's almost like he just wants to like touch our hearts to each other's hearts, right? Like I want to see the fullness of your feelings, the truth of who you are, and I want to just like break it all open. And twos are, are similar. They, they're going to want you to slow down, get in touch with your feelings, talk to them about what you're feeling, how you're thinking, what matters to you, you know, how you feel about them. Slow down and give them that time. Type twos, be conscious of people pleasing because number one, it writes you out of the relationship, but number two, It's very easily, especially by a type one, for that to be interpreted as a lack of integrity or even a lack of honesty. If you're showing up one way with one person and a different way with another person, that can seem untrustworthy. And two, in ones, they mostly value integrity. They highly value honesty and the respect that they can offer to someone who shows up as they are, where they are, when they are there is immense. It's going to be, um, it's very attractive to type ones when someone is true to their values, true to who they are. Number two, ones may feel manipulated if you are hiding your motives. 
And sometimes you're hiding your motives even from yourself, right? You might not realize that you're people pleasing or that you're flattering someone or that you're giving to someone because you're ultimately kind of hoping to receive connection from them. Um, Maybe you're wanting to be invited or you're wanting deeper connection or you're wanting them to give you positive affirmation. Make sure that you are giving only when you really want to give, not when you're hoping to receive. And number three, don't misinterpret the one seriousness for lack of interest. So that can be with yourself or others. So just because type ones are extremely or can be extremely focused on responsibilities and the tasks at hand, it does not mean that they are not human focused either. In fact, the things that you guys are going to really have in common are that you work toward causes well together, but you both may struggle to take care of yourselves. So twos, you're going to offer that slow, emotive, nurturing space. And ones, you're going to be offering them a sense of, here's how you don't people please. Here's how you set boundaries. Here's how you take care of your priorities first. Okay, point three influence each other. So type ones, you can learn from your twos to slow down, to have fun, to feel your feelings. You can learn to prioritize your relationships, your connections. You can learn bedside manner is the way I phrased it, but just, you know, how do you talk to people in a way that gets you heard? And you can learn empathy and compassion Type ones tend to see the world through black and white, right and wrong. And your two can be a really good teacher in how do you approach someone with openness and hear them and see them in a positive light, even if you disagree on something. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Type two, you can learn from your type one impeccable integrity. Be who you are wherever you are. Start to see people pleasing and shape shifting as a form of dishonesty, and it's going to help you a ton with showing up authentically in every interaction to where you can actually receive the love that you crave. One of the things I I did an interview with Beatrice Chestnut over on her podcast, Enneagram 2.0, and we were talking about, do you think you should talk about the strengths of each type? And that's a tricky thing, right? Like twos are so loving and giving and selfless. But the problem is when you're complimented and you're affirmed only in your protective mechanism, which is what our Enneagram type is, love is not reaching through the armor. So it's like this persona that you're you're putting on or this role you think you have to play, it's getting all the accolades. But when you're willing to take that off, be a little vulnerable, risk rejection in that space, when people love you there, that is the love you're craving. That's the love that you're kind of insatiable for. 
because it's a, there's a chance that a lot of twos haven't ever experienced that because you've built your your love container around the performance that you're playing for people. So give yourself a chance to show up as you are where you are and see who stays. Number two, you can learn prioritization. Um, type twos tend to struggle to prioritize their own responsibilities because everybody needs something from them, right? And they kind of feel like they're always on call. And ones are really good teachers at prioritization. Similarly, they can help with self-responsibility, owning, you know, what what is my work? Right? How do I want to grow? What do I need to change? How can I improve? And they're also really good at taking that loving, giving, warm energy and putting it into a global focus, right? So twos have this like deep heart for people, but can oftentimes be kind of stuck in the on the ground, who's right in front of me, who can give me the affirmation right now, and can lose sight of how is this impacting the greater world. And ones are amazing teachers at kind of pulling that focus up and out, just like you're helping the one with their bedside manner, pulling that focus down and in to those one-to-one relationships. They're going to help you do the opposite, kind of pour that warm energy that healing energy out into the greater world. Now, at the end of the day, one and two are a very strong match. And especially if you are working toward bettering the world together. Ones help twos to feel secure in their commitment, right? Ones are extremely committed, which twos highly value and can help them to feel safe and settled in that relationship And twos help ones to feel nurtured and given the space to fully relax. All right, friends, I hope that this episode supported you well. I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.